It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. And then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome on in to the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining me. I'm excited to talk to you today about sort of my daily life. <laughs> what my mom life looks like on the daily basis. And I want to talk about this kind of in terms of being a mother who works. Now, here in the state of Utah, it's actually kind of a myth that most women don't work. In fact, I talked with the YWCA's policy director, I think it was the middle of last year, and she told me that we actually have 60% of women in Utah who work. Now, the asterisk to that is that we have the highest percentage of part-time workers in the state, and that makes a lot of sense to me. You know, we have a lot of women here who want to work, but also want to be with their families and be with their children specifically. And so uh, a lot of women choose to work part time. I actually find myself in that very camp. I work part time here at KSL News Radio, but I love the schedule that I have set up, and uh, I worked really hard to get my perfect schedule and kind of get the best of both worlds. So I'm in that spot now. But as I put this topic out on my Instagram at KSL Mom Show, uh, actually I put out a topic of what do you want to hear the mom show talk about in 2020? And I have a tight knit community on Instagram, I would call it, but I got more comments about how to balance life at home, taking care of kids, working, feeling like you're spread in so many different directions, how to manage it all, what to do on the day-to-day. I think a lot of women out there are just feeling stretched thin because essentially they have two jobs. They're taking care of their kids and they're working. And a lot of women are doing it full-time, full-time taking care of their kids and full-time uh, you know, being at an office. Um, and that kind of speaks to, you know, some of the, the gender things that I'll touch on in a way. And this is not to, uh, you know, come at men in any way that they're not doing enough, right? But we as women have unique challenges uh, and, and we have unique desires and unique wants when it comes to being with our kids and working. And so I want to speak specifically to moms who work and Maybe you'll notice that I'm not even calling them working moms because I actually want to get rid of that term altogether (laughs) because there's no such thing as a working dad. Like men are just expected that they work. But yet if women work, they're considered this class of working moms. So I don't really even like that term. So I'm going to just refer to us as women who work because that's what we are. Uh, But. Regardless, again, we have some some unique things that we're dealing with in our day-to-day lives, and it takes a lot of figuring things out and balancing and help and support and uh, systems in order to make our daily lives run. So let me share with you four, just these are in no particular order, and they are in no 
a hierarchy and they are by no means a comprehensive list for uh, life hacks for moms who work because uh, we we need them. <laughs> and again, I think a lot of women are, are kind of craving this. So my first life hack is to, I use the term get woke <laughs> to the unseen labor that you do. Now, when I talk about the unseen labor, I'm talking about things like, okay, maybe making dinner is not that cumbersome when you look on it from the outside in, but you know what it takes to actually get dinner on the table? A lot of times it takes planning a grocery list, having a running grocery list in your head of all the ingredients in your fridge so that when you go to the grocery store, you can buy the things that you need for the meal and your brain juice essentially is sucked up <laughs> by the the running shopping list that you always have in your head, right? It's like death by a thousand paper cuts. Like the actual making of the dinner, the planning of it is not that cumbersome, but you have a lot of those unseen mental tasks that you are doing on top of the actual physically cooking of the dinner that probably in a way suck the life out of you. So these are the things, the the unseen labor that you do, some call it emotional labor, uh, the mental load is also referred to. These things are real and they exist and they affect us as women. And And this is why we need to get woke to them, right? We need to notice the things that we are doing that are draining us of our capacity. And then we need to ask for support around those. Okay. So you, you can also ask for support. You can also accept that you're choosing it, right? So for example, in my family, it's sort of my role that I get dinner on the table and I've chosen that role consciously because the way my brain works, it has a running shopping list in it at all times. And so I just think it's in my best skill set to keep that running grocery list and get dinner on the table for my family. Now, that uh, can suck the life out of me at times. And so often I will say to my spouse, I need you to go to the store. I need you to get this. I need you to take one meal off my plate this week and just plan it and do everything, make whatever you want. I don't even care, but I just can't think about it. And so if dinner, for example, is a task that you don't mind, you enjoy, or even maybe you don't love it, but you know it's just easiest if you do it, consciously be aware that you are choosing that role. So I don't say to myself, oh, I have to make dinner tonight, although sometimes I do feel that way. But it's more of like, okay, this is my wheelhouse, right? This is my skill set, even though I'm not that good of a cook. I just am good at planning, organizing, and executing the dinner that gets on the table. Um, so now dinner is one example of sort of my mental load and the things that I have to think about constantly, but maybe it's, uh, scheduling doctor's appointments, or maybe it's remembering birthdays, or maybe it's school assignments, you know, when the school reaches out to you and oftentimes they reach out to you as the mom and they say, Hey, Sally needs, uh, you know, an art and craft for, uh, bring a craft for the class to do on Wednesday and you not only have to go get the craft supplies, but you have to come up with the craft and you have to execute the craft. And so, yeah, the craft in and of itself isn't that hard. 
But again, it's death by a thousand paper cuts, right? You're also doing the craft and you're doing the dinner and you're doing the church assignment and you're making the birthday cake and you're planning the birthday party. And so all of these things together is really where your life gets sucked out of you, for lack of a better term. And so this is where you need to pay attention to those things that are, you know, again, maybe not hard, but they add up. And that's where you need to ask for support around them. So for example, if I'm feeling overwhelmed that uh, my kid's teacher asked me to do the craft for her school, this may or may not have happened to me, then I may I may want to take on that that task, but if I don't, I need to ask for support around that task. I need to say to my partner, uh, if you have one, I need to say, listen, we got to do a craft. I don't want to do it. Do you have the capacity to take it on? And this is really where the partnership comes in, right? I know there have been times in, in my marriage where my husband simply says the words, hey, do you mind scheduling these appointments? And just the way he phrases that is like such a weight lifted off, like, no, I don't, I don't mind scheduling them. I, I'm willfully taking that on, right? But when it's just kind of assumed that I will do the scheduling and I will handle, you know, the kids stuff, that's where I start to feel like I'm kind of doing this without as much help. And so in the same way, he can say to me, um, you know, can you do the scheduling? I can say to him, listen, this is starting to uh, get get a little cumbersome for me with all of this planning. Can you take some of this off my plate? So paying attention to the unseen work that you do, the emotional labor that you do, and then asking for support around that. That is one of the ways you're going to get some leverage over just constantly feeling drained and like your mental energy is taken by all the things you're thinking about and doing. That is one of my first life hacks for moms who work. Um, I have a few more. We'll take a break when we come back on The Mom Show. More. Back inside The Mom Show. Dads are welcome, but moms come here to be heard. We're with Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into The Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. I'm talking today to moms who work. Uh, There are a lot of us in the state of Utah. In fact, the majority of women in Utah work, contrary to popular belief. But a lot of us work part-time, too. We have uh, statistics on that from recently from the YWCA um, and some uh, surveying they did. But there are a lot of women who are trying to balance this home life and work life, and it can get overwhelming quickly. And while I had even kind of a hard time talking about this topic, because I often think, you know, do men have a hard time taking care of kids and working? Not a lot of the time, because that's just what they're expected to do. But for us women, we face unique challenges. And a lot of us want to be in both places, caring for our kids and working as well. A lot of us are choosing to do that. So it takes a little bit of strategery I don't know if that's a word, but I just made it one (laughs) to make everything work and feel like you're thriving in your life as opposed to just surviving. Although a lot of times I just feel like I'm surviving. But nonetheless, I'm talking about four life hacks today for moms who find themselves working, trying to balance um, 
life at home, taking care of kids and making all the systems work. So that my the first uh, point I talked about in the last segment was paying attention to the unseen labor that you do. I likened it unto death by a thousand paper cuts where no one task is that intensive, but altogether they can suck the life out of you. And so asking for help and support around those tasks that don't seem cumbersome, but yet really drain you and really take uh, your mental energy. Because if your mental energy is taken up, you don't have as much capacity to give to those around you. And ultimately, that's what you're trying to do. Uh, So my next life hack would be get some systems in place based on your routine. Now, my example of systems in place is when my baby takes a nap. So I have two kids. In case you didn't know, I have a five-year-old and a one-year-old. And I've just now come to the light of day with the one-year-old where we're out of that like first year of life where you're just kind of in survival mode. And now we kind of have a routine established and um, we're in the mode where I can start to uh, kind of assert myself again. A lot of the times women know this for the first year, it just kind of feels like you're you're just in survival mode. Uh, But he takes a nap every morning, you know, ideally. Lately, he's been kind of a struggle where he hasn't been going down very well. But uh, basically, my schedule is such that I work in the afternoons and in the mornings I'm home with the kids. But when I put him down for a nap, that is the time I'm getting ready for work. I'm showering. I'm getting my makeup on. My other kid is usually watching a show, which she is completely fine with. And so am I because... (laughs) Uh, she enjoys it and it's what she loves to do. And it's good for me to be able to, uh, have two free hands to get myself put together. So that is one of the systems I have in place that when he naps, that's when I shower and get ready. I cannot get ready for work. At least I'm not able to when he's awake. He is like this toddler that just is all over the place. He's into everything. You have to watch him constantly. It is impossible. It feels (laughs) for me to get ready and do anything while he's awake. So I set my life up in that way that I am getting ready for work while he's asleep. Now, the other thing I do, the other system I have in place is that because I'm home in the mornings, I, and I'm in charge of dinner, I make dinner or try to make dinner, plan enough that I make dinner in the mornings. Now that also includes um, planning a meal that is easy to make ahead so that when we all get home from our days about 6.30 in the evening, it's already ready to go. And the other piece of this is that I have the childcare in place that allows me to do all this. Now the childcare conversation is a whole nother conversation in and of itself where uh, the the lack of childcare options we have in the state um, don't lend itself very much to uh, helping support these systems. But I will share what I did for childcare in a few minutes. But again, I have the childcare in place where I have a woman who comes to my home. She's fantastic. Um, and uh, she watches my kids while I work. And she can also put dinner in the oven for me at 545. So it's ready at 615. But again, I have that system in place where I am planning my meals such that it's like a casserole or a crock pot or I already chopped the veggies 
or I, um, you know, prep everything so it's ready uh, at when we all get home from work. And I just find that that makes all of our lives easier in the evenings. If I don't start making dinner until 630, then we're not eating till like eight o'clock at night and it's just too late for everybody. So that is a system that I have in place because it works for me and my family. So what things in your life can you systemize in that way? And you probably already do some of these naturally, right? You probably already just know that you're trying to make your life easier. And so you prep dinner ahead of time because that's what makes your life easier. And I don't do this every night and I'm not always as planned as I'd like to be. And on nights where I'm not planned, I either throw something together, we eat cereal or I buy food because that's just sometimes it's ease over health. (laughs) Sometimes it's just sanity over everything else. Right. So I'm not opposed to that in in any way. Now, I am sharing some of my life hacks for moms who work because I posted on my Instagram uh, some a call out for topic ideas. And many women said that they struggle with this balance of trying to do the home life and work and just all of the uh, energy and time that that takes up. So I'm sharing with you some of the things that I do. I, I follow this woman on Instagram who actually has her kids sleep in their clothes so that in the morning it's less getting dressed. They are just ready to go. And I am not opposed to that at all. Granted, you know, just making sure the clothes are clean when they go to sleep in them. Not trying to be unsanitary or uncouth here, but uh, I think that is a genius idea because she has six kids. And when you're getting that many kids ready in the morning, it can be so hard. So have your kids sleep in their clothes. Whatever you got to do to make your life easier, I am in support of that. All right, we'll take a break. More on The Mom Show when we come back. It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. And then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back into the Mom Show. Thank you for joining us. As always, wherever you podcast, you can find us there uh, just by searching for KSL Mom. So Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you listen to your podcast, Google uh, Podcasts, just uh, search for KSL Moms. You'll find us. Or as always, you can download the KSL News Radio app, and that's where we live on the daily basis. You can listen to any past episode. Uh, We are talking today, well, I should say I'm talking today because I uh, don't have a guest joining me today, but I'm talking about uh, life hacks for moms who work. And as I'm thinking through this topic, I'm thinking, listen, nobody wants to hear what I do in my daily life. Nobody cares about that. (laughs) But then I started thinking about how That's literally what I want to hear from other moms who share on the internet. I want to know how you handle it all. I want to know how you do it. Um, And as I put this uh, 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 call for action out on my Instagram of what topics do you want to hear in 2020, many women came back to me saying, how do you handle the day-to-day? Just, you know, the cooking, the cleaning, the childcare." 
how do you do all that and also work? Now, listen, I only work part time, so don't be fooled that I'm, you know, I've got a million hours a day at the office and then I'm also putting in a million hours a day at home. But that doesn't negate the fact that, yes, I kind of split time between both jobs, if you will. So um, my morning is home with the children. And that is where I've talked about some of the previous life hacks that uh, help me, which are sort of some systems that I have in place, right? So showering when my baby is napping and getting ready for work when the little one-year-old is tied up. Because <laughs> we all know how like, so cumbersome they can be at times. Um, and then uh, I also prep dinner in the mornings. That's one of the things I do to kind of try to uh, expedite our evenings. I also talked about my first life hack, which is paying attention to all the emotional labor that you might be doing. So not just the making of the dinner physically, but the planning and the shopping and the coming up with meals. That's just one uh, time suck out there that can really zap your mental energy so you don't have as much to give Uh, in the other areas you want to give. And asking for help around those things, I think, is so important. Um, Okay, so the third life hack I have for moms who work would be short moments of connection with your kids. Now, I don't know if I'm the best at this, but I'll share a strategy that was shared with me here on The Mom Show and how it is really, really a game changer And uh, a while back, I think it was middle of last year, I had Elisa Van Langeveld on the mom show, and she's a professor up at the University of Utah, and she has developed a system called 10 Minutes Together. And essentially, that's literally what it is, 10 minutes of connection with your child through play or whatever. And she outlines in that episode exactly how to do this and goes into great detail about it. Um, But essentially... All of, and I, you guys, I am not a player. I do not enjoy playing with my children and I love them desperately, but playing is something I don't really enjoy. And I've talked to a lot of moms who feel that way. Uh, But after talking with Elisa and uh, learning her system, I learned that play isn't necessarily about play per se. It's about connection. And that is what I want to do with my children. And Here's what I learned from her. Looking at all of the research that I've done, all of my experience teaching child development, and then my own parenting experience, I have four children myself, I've really distilled down to this this one thing first, and it's connection. Connection first. Do this one thing. And if you do this one thing, you've done a great job. And there are other things that you can add to that, but do this one thing first, and the guilt can go away. And you can work on the other pieces later if you want yeah. or not. Because this one thing is the most important one, and it's connection. It's one-on-one connection. And it's 10 minutes of connection. 10 minutes. A day. 10 minutes a day. The idea is 10 minutes a day, one-on-one per child. Okay, now, like I mentioned, she came up with a whole system around 10 minutes together where you're actually, you know, doing uh, an activity that that you and your child kind of come up with together, and even that activity is about connection. Now, there are a few parameters around that. Again, go back and listen to that episode. But the point is connection, right? And now I don't do 10 minutes together every single day because I just have fallen out of the habit. Fine, whatever. But what I do try to do is small moments of connection with my kids every day. And you guys, you've got to kind of reframe what it looks like to have connection and and connection through play 
right? Just simply getting down to your child's eye level and being like, oh my gosh, this story you're telling me is so interesting. Tell me more. That builds connection, right? I find eye contact, you know, just builds connection. Paying attention to what your child is doing and taking an interest, even if it's watching a movie. Like I realized the other day that I can cuddle with my uh, five-year-old while she's watching a show and ask her questions about that show and she'll tell me all about it. That is connection. While we're having screen time, like I, I can do that, right? So it's getting rid of the guilt over all the things you're not doing and just trying to find these simple moments of connection. Because, and you've got to look for them too, right? Again, they happen in the kitchen when you just put on a song and you're dancing to it or they happen while you're putting on your makeup and you dab some lipstick on your little girl. You know, they, they are so simple and you just have to look for them and pay attention to them. But this is one of the biggest things I hear from other moms is they feel like if they go to work, they're not spending enough time with their kids and thus they don't have this connective relationship. And the entire point of this post uh, or this segment is I want to be that you can still connect and have a fantastic relationship with your children and not be with them 24 hours a day. I think that is the biggest misconception for women who maybe possibly want to work, but feel like, oh, I'm neglecting my kids if I go to work. No. That is not true. If you set up childcare for them so they're in a safe, clean, fun environment, if you, um, you know, take care of their emotional and physical needs, you are taking care of them. Even if it's not you being the actual one doing the taking care of, you have set it up so they're taken care of. That is you being a good mom. And so I see a lot of times women feeling like they have to put in these hours with their children. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't put in time with your children. And I'm not saying if you want to put in the hours, you don't have to put in time. But what I am saying is these small moments of connection can, you can let go of the guilt that you're not, quote unquote, there for your children if you work, right? Because you're finding these small moments of connection. And this is where connection is built with your kids throughout the day. So that is one of the things that I try to do as a mom who works is look for these small moments of connection. Okay, I've got, uh, I'm going to dive into the childcare issue a little bit in my four life hacks for moms who work when we come back on The Mom Show. You joined The Mom Show. Being a mom can be tough sometimes. We try to make it easier. Here's Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Thank you for joining us today on The Mom Show. I am Lindsay Ertz sharing with you today four, I'm calling them life hacks for moms who work. And I'll recap these really quickly. Uh, you, wherever you podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, the Google um, Podcast Store, just search for KSL Moms and you can find us there or download the KSL News Radio app. Listen to this whole episode again. Uh, But uh, I talked about the unseen labor that many women do that might be sucking the life out of you and getting help and support around those things. I talked about um, having systems in place. For example, I get ready for work while my baby's napping. I make dinner in the morning so it's ready in the evenings. 
And I also talked about uh, short moments of connection with your kids. And the fourth and final piece of my uh, life hacks for moms who work is none of this. None of the way I have my life set up would be possible if I didn't have the right child care in place. And for the longest time, child care was the bane of my existence because I didn't have a consistent schedule. I sort of I was an on-call employee here and I just worked whenever they needed me, which worked for a time, but I got it it became really overwhelming to constantly be having to find people who could watch my children for me. At the time it was just one child. But I would tap friends in uh, my communities, uh, friends I knew from church. I would tap, um, you know, family. For a long time, my mother-in-law didn't work, so I had a lot of help and support from her. Um, but there is no doubt about it that finding childcare is hard, and we don't have the best options for that here in the state of Utah now. Um, the state has child care offerings, uh, and they have licensed daycares here in the state that they um, uh, have to meet their criteria. And so those are all listed on, on a state website that you can go and find. But I didn't go through that route. I just went the, basically, uh, when it came time to getting uh, the consistent person who was going to be my child care person every day, I went to care.com. And I had okay success with care.com. I uh, paid for the one month subscription to um, be able to message people. And I got a few applicants and I interviewed a few people. And, but I, I just didn't love anyone that I met. And in fact, I did find a woman on there who... Um, she was a younger girl and I thought it was going to be the perfect scenario. And then I thought we were like so close to signing the dotted line, so to speak. And she decided that she wanted to ski more than she wanted to work. And so she was like, I only want to work three days a week. And I'm like, okay, well that won't work for me. So I was like within a week of starting uh, my now current job here at the radio station. And I didn't have childcare lined up and I was just so stressed about it. I'm like, what am I going to do? And frankly, in a fit of panic and, and sadness and frustration, I just went to my neighborhood, sorry, my Nextdoor app, you know, the app called Nextdoor. It's basically an app where uh, your community and those in your neighborhood can post about things going on in your neighborhood and people that live in your area. And you can set the parameters of the radius, you know, that of the feed that you see. And I posted on next door looking for childcare. Here's what I need. And uh, the next day, I, I think it was the next day I got a message from my now current nanny and thank goodness I have her in my life. I, I cannot even tell you. I don't think I've even fully communicated to her how much she means to me, but none of this would be possible if I, didn't have the right childcare in place, right? The person, you know, and, and whether you go the daycare route or your kids are in school full time or you're, um, you have, you know, a, a full time person who watches your children, this, the concept still applies that you just want to know that your kids are safe and cared for, right? If, if your childcare isn't working, you're not working because you're constantly thinking about whether, 
you know, they're safe and cared for and being loved the way you want them loved and all of that. So it is so vital and important to find the right child care. Now, in a few weeks here on The Mom Show, I'm going to be interviewing the founder of the app Momni. It's called M-O-M-N-I. And full disclosure, I haven't used this app, but it is an app where you people can sign up on it to be child care um, I guess providers in a way they can, they can say, I want to care for people's children and then you can find child care that route. So you can either be a signer upper or you can be the one looking for child care. Again, the app is called Momni and full disclosure, I don't use it and I haven't looked into it a ton, but I am having their founder on in a few weeks to talk about that and how she's trying to find a solution to this child care problem. But uh, long story short, I know the struggle of wanting to do all these things outside of motherhood and really not having this piece of childcare in place that makes it all possible. So obviously that's the first thing you have to do before you can even go to work. Uh, but for moms who work, the childcare piece is so vitally important. So hopefully I've given you some tips today. You can ask around, ask your neighbors, ask your friends, find another mom who wants to stay home, willing to take your kids, um, who obviously you're going to have to pay, figure out the going rate for all of that. And it's all, I know, a bigger struggle than I'm making it seem, but um, I get it. I get it. So thank you for joining me today on The Mom Show. We'll be back next week.